canst thou give? What's the like of the taste of butter? No pretty dress. What's the like to delicious? Yes. What's the like to see the world? What will you from me? Day before Halloween, if you're listening to this, yep, you're on listening time. to this on October 30th, the day before Halloween, the anniversary of Orson Welles' broadcast of War of the Worlds. And I'm staring at a vinyl copy of it right now. Yep, which I'll probably listen to on the 30th. Happy Woo! Halloween! Woo! All Souls Night! Spooky time! The Witching Hour! Salwin. <laughs> Seems like it's been a long week. I feel like it's been a long time since we sat down and recorded the podcast, but it's only been a week. It does feel like it's been a long time, but I, you're correct. It has been a week. I, think I have nothing really to add here. I'm just going to repeat what you said. Yeah, I feel like it's because I got all my usual work done really early in the week, and mm-hmm. then I haven't been doing anything except playing Outer Worlds. So maybe that's what it it's is. It's the now. Outer of the Worlds. Well, we didn't all we usually write uh, at the end of the week, too. We didn't do it oh, this yeah. week. That might be that part of it. it. You just, you just miss me. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's just because we haven't hung out as much. Because your back was broken. <laughs> as it is almost every week. I was also smoking a lot of weed this week. So that... <laughs> as we all know, that slows down and speeds the passage of time. <laughs> how you perceive time, apparently. And like how rested you feel from sleep. Yeah. Well, Kyle, you know, uh, like grammar and Jesus Christ, time is largely a human construct. Yeah. That sounds about right. Except for gravity affects time, right? <laughs> So it has to exist. Time dilation. I said largely a human yeah. construct. It exists somewhat. Jesus and grammar right. exist somewhat too, but. Yeah, not like math. Jesus isn't as strongly real. It's <laughs> not as rooted in reality as math. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of smoking weed, though, uh, I've been. Uh, Join the cult, smoke weed. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can smoke weed all you want in the cult, no problem. Pretty soon in America, it seems like, too. So well, my cult, you can smoke whatever you want. Unless it's like, you know, smoking another human being that you kill. It'll probably be something like... <laughs> 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 Hold on, we gotta put some guardrails up. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> there might be some limits to it, but not much. And with that in mind, we watched Night of the Demons. Oh, the movie that wanted to be Return of the Living Dead. Well, a little bit. Also, it's got this Evil Dead in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, shit, man. There's some sh- <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was in my notes. <laughs> you forgot your notes again, right? I did, but I remember that point. It's the Evil Dead camera work was the bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And it does this. That's funny! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder... What's gotten into them? Night of the Demons. Uh, it's Night of the Demons, 1988. It was originally titled Halloween Party. Oh, Halloween uh, Party. Halloween, uh, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween Party. Candy apples with razor blades. It's actually in the movie. Ah. <laughs> no dead cats hanging from poles. Uh, Luckily, I don't know if I want to see that. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't have been a real dead cat in a movie. Although, in 88, maybe. It's just uh, that line in um, the song. Oh, like, Man, New Jersey must have been a crazy place. <laughs> and it still is. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, imagine like little Glenn Danzig going trick-or-treating and seeing cats hanging from telephone phones. <laughs> like, Man, New Jersey, huh? Speaking of, uh, I watched uh, the live performance of The Misfits at Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. It was fucking dope. <laughs> but um, I was like, yeah, Glenn Danzig is so small, especially because Jerry Olney and Doyle are both big, like, big guys, tall and fo- yeah. big as fuck. And then Danzig like still looks like old man jacked, but like anytime he stands next to any of them, it's like, oh my god! <laughs> but it was cool to see all those old men together. I don't think the um, Doyle was actually playing guitar though. Oh really? Yeah, because they had another guitarist like standing kind of in the back. Oh, yeah, I've heard that a lot of uh, from a lot of musicians that they have people playing in the backstage. Well, no, he was, so this weird. guy was on stage. You know, oh. Theoretically, he was just like rhythm, or right? it was looked more like Doyle wasn't playing because he's doing that thing where like he just like punches his guitar. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, not, you're like, yeah, it's not the same what, sound. I mean, like that's his move, but like I was like, oh, look, would he be able to play? <laughs> you're like, I'm not hearing that in the mix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I don't know, but it was cool to see him. I also just really uh, <laughs> Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein is like my fit inspiration. <laughs> he's so I can't believe how fucking cut he is, and he's like forty eight or something. I just like that fucking name. <laughs> I mean, it's not his real name. <laughs> no shit. Who cares? His real name is some weird Italian shit. Jerry only like old as shit too. Still looks really good, except for his double lock. He starts from like the fucking back of his. <laughs> That's cool. It's cool they're all together. The Misfits. I it's saw like someone a- said that the Misfits skull was like the um, live, laugh, love sign of punk rock. Oh, well, I and guess that's yeah, fair. It kind of is, <laughs> but I don't care. I love the Misfits. I'm pretty sure that skull is in this movie at least once. Well, yeah. Uh, they also, in this movie, um, they have... I'm hip. I listen to the Bauhaus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have Stigmata Martyr by the Bauhaus in it. <laughs> Apparently, they, that song wasn't originally... What they were going to use because they didn't have very much money, so like there's no. You couldn't tell. Yeah, there's no. You couldn't tell. The lady who does the choreographed dance, her name's Amelia Kincaid. She plays Angela. She does the demon dance to Bauhaus. 
that's the song she brought in to play while they were shooting it. And they're like, oh, I like this. And they're like, hey, you know what? We should see if we can get it. <laughs> Turns out the Bauhaus is pretty cheap. Well, yeah, this is in 88. The Bauhaus, yeah, they, I don't think they were like playing Madison Square Garden back then. I don't know if they'd be. I don't think they're playing it now. <laughs> <laughs> What's the big, like, uh, big location, a big venue in like England? That'd be like more of their speed. I don't know. I, the, 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 uh, the Globe. <laughs> Man, I don't know if they're doing that shit. I don't even know. <laughs> what are the Bauhaus up to? That's uh, my second favorite dance break in a in a, a movie behind Clerks Two. What? What's the dance break? I haven't seen. It Clerks was uh, Jackson Five. Oh, that's right. It's not as good as Trash's dance, but it's all right. <laughs> that, yeah, I got so it. It makes way more sense than Trash's dance. Yeah, this, so this movie story wise, combination of Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead rather and Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Uh, so it's still got like the kind of punk rock vibe, but you can see a lot of stickers for punk bands like Dead Kennedy on cars and boomboxes and stuff. But I mean, like uh, obviously they barely had the budget to get Bauhaus, so I don't think they were able to license too many songs. In fact, most of the music was done by the director's brother. Yeah, I think it was all one dude. Uh, the the big guy Stooge is that his name? Stooge, yeah. Yeah, him in that car and his and his buddies that immediately gave me the Return of the Living Dead vibe. Yeah, because they. Looks like suicide. Yeah, be a piece of shit. And they're punks. They're punks. Well, Stooge don't call the cops. They're gonna beat our asses. Stooge looks like a punk. Everyone else just looks like high school student. That's What's true. cool about this movie, in my opinion, is Sal looks like a greaser from the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what I love about this movie's characters is uh, so we they have some. <laughs> yeah, we've watched a lot of movies now where it's a gang of high school kids and you well you like don't remember any of their names you know what yeah. I mean, or who they are and this movie even though every character just has simple suburban one name you still remember fucking everyone right like Stu, for the most part yeah yeah you know, it's like yeah i remember their names because they are presented as characters similar to return of the living dead but like hey you know what we don't have a lot of money Movie might not end up being that good, but hey, at least we took some time writing it. <laughs> and that's all thanks to Joe Augustine, who's the writer of this film and the sequels and a bunch of trash. Like, Didn't they remake this movie? Yeah, there's a uh, Night of the Demons from 2009, also written by Joe Augustine. Man, there was just a different energy in the 80s when it came to horror movies. Yeah, there definitely was. The opening scene where you know, right before my dance, in, in Demons 1, where you know for the first time that something's a little bit wrong with me. Steve Johnson had put this, this gel on my fingers, and he said, okay, this is going to burn for six seconds before it burns through to your skin. So just put your hands in this huge vat of ice water after six seconds. So I had to time this perfectly so that when I turned around and said, I was just warming my hands over the fire and I'm counting five, six, ah! then the hands had to go into the ice water or my fingers would have burned off. This was the 80s. This was the fun of movie making in the 80s. A lot more, a lot more uh, tits and ass. I'm gonna point out that Stooge does not show his ass when he moons the old man like a big fat pussy, yeah, like a wimp. Yeah, look here's your face, old man. It's pumpkins. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen Kyle's ass hanging out a window. <laughs> yeah, they used to. I used to do that. Yeah, the good old days. Um, directed by Kevin S. Tenney. Basically, he directed this and Witchboard. Eventually, we'll watch Witchboard. Is it about a surfboarding witch? No, but that'd be awesome. Or a witch that had. <laughs> well, you, 
You're here for a treat because eventually we'll watch Surf Nazis Must Die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't really direct anything else. He's got a little cameo in this movie when they're in the convenience store. He's the guy shopping for. Um, yeah, his brother, I love the convenience store. <laughs> yeah, his brother, Dennis Michael Tenney, did the music. You know when they first get to the party mm-hmm. and they turn on the music and they like, got the strobe light? Yeah. And it's playing the weird, like, kind of like proto pop punk song about computer dating? Yeah. <laughs> That's his brother's song. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's funny. Computer. <laughs> dating on computer. Computer well, dating. My guess is because the rest of the um, soundtrack is his brother as well, but it's like um, soundtrack. You know, yeah. It's just theme music and stuff. And it's pretty good. My guess is his brother was in. Like a band, and then also did the music for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Which is cool. I mean, the song that I've heard like, worse soundtrack soundtracks yeah, from, no, the from sound, other movies. The soundtrack aspect of it's good, and then even that weird computer dating song is like that's kind of cute. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm, although I'm like, well, how do all these fucking kids in '88 know what fucking computer dating is? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the uh, UBBs. <laughs> no, what were those really old message boards? Oh, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm not nerdy enough. Or no, I'm not good at remembering enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was only shot in four weeks. Can you believe it? Again, I mean, it doesn't show. I like the beginning um, when they're just hassling that old man for no reason. <laughs> I don't get them with my apples and my razor blades. Uh, the other thing I'll, I'll point out, too, is uh, his wife said he had a lot of apples. He only had one apple, and that's Yeah, it. when he dropped his groceries, he just had one apple. An earlier draft of the script had a priest blessing the audience at the start of the movie. I'm in. To oh, save yeah. it from the demons. I think that would have been a fun little game. Yeah. I do like, uh, you like the little animated opening they have? Yeah, they could have done it. I was going to say they could do that before the animated open, a little cold opening before mm-hmm. the animation. Like, he'd just come in and be like, um, father. What probably happened is they saw the final act of this movie and like, ah, never mind, it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm Father Miguel O'Catholic. <laughs> Miguel O'Catholic. <laughs> All Catholic priests are, um, uh, Spanish or Irish? Yeah, Irish or Latino, that's it. <laughs> Actually, apparently nowadays, um, a lot of, uh, Philippine? Africans and Filipinos, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Catholicism, man, bringing them all in to be part of a weird fucking Jesus cult. cult. <laughs> so this film was shot in South Central Los Angeles. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. 88, that's kind of brave. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually about to read you a YouTube comment that I found underneath one of the trailers or a clip or something about that. Some video I watched for Night of Demons where I grabbed this because I was like, it's pretty interesting. That's some like oh, you won't see this shit on IMDb. <laughs> but like this is someone's like inside knowledge of like the neighborhood while they're filming it. So I thought it was pretty interesting. It's like I forgot to grab the person's screen name, so bummer to that dude. This film was made in South Central around Vermont and Adams, twenty ninth Street in Menlo, twenty ninth in Vermont. Damn. Yeah, like I was like, Oh Menlo, huh? This area is near the USC campus. It's real close too close for me to the west side rolling twenties blow. <laughs> Which includes a set called the Demon Block, which sounds dope. Which, if I was ever going to claim a set, fucking Demon Block. <laughs> <laughs> Except for my set is VHS Cult. You can join my set too. Um, just email me with five dollars at, at and five dollars, please, or nightgown pick. <clears throat> it was also close to the West Side Fruit Town Brims. These groups beef with nearby Crips, Rolling 30s, Rolling 40s, and various other Crips. Further south are the notorious Rolling 60s Crips, who killed NFL star Kermit Alexander's mother, sister, 
and two nephews in the mid-1980s in their home. They were in the wrong house. The top henchman, 19-year-old Taquan Cox, is still on death row. This movie was made less than four years after those murders and less than four miles away. The murders were on 59th Street. Part of the set was on 29th and Menlo. Gang murders, however, go all over that area then and now. A little peek into South Central being terrible in the 80s and 90s. And It's better now from what I hear, but still not great. Uh, like I said, that's not some shit you find on IMDb. <laughs> it's also not too relevant to the movie. <laughs> no, I, not really. When I saw it, I was like, oh, cool, like a little South Central history. Because that's like when you meet some random dude at the bar or just someone who's from, been around, you know, and they're, they're telling you like yeah. random shit about town. You're always like, oh, cool. I am anyways. So that's why I thought I'd share it. Because well, I don't have any... I've never spent too much time in South Central, but I was just like, oh, cool. Now I know more about South Central. Get a better idea. It's always nice to know about other people's lives. Now I like to live in a very insular life and uh, try to just keep to myself. That explains why you love video games. (laughs) (laughs) I rise up. So, um, like I said, every character stands out. They're all memorable. We got Sal. He's uh, basically Danny Zuko. He fell out of another movie. <laughs> like, what are the greasers like this in 88? Straight out of the Outsiders. Yeah. His name's also Sal Romero. Yeah, I know. That was a so, reference to Romero, probably. Hell yeah. But so he's got the stereotypical Italian greaser thing going on. But his name's Sal. Could be Salvatore Romero. Salvatore. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, we knew a Sal. He wasn't, that's what I mean, though, he wasn't Italian, he was... No, he's Italian. I thought he was... His family's, like, from Sicily. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I guess that makes them African, right? Isn't Sicily technically part of the African continent? No, I think it's probably at least some. I mean, just tectonically, not... I mean, officially, oh, well, yeah. My thing was, alright, so it's 80s LA. He's, yeah, he's probably, I mean, he, I would assume he's, he's Latino. Yeah, you know, he's, but, I mean, there's a lot of white kids in 80s LA. Well, I mean, obviously he looks like a white kid. I don't know. Well, just, I mean, it's a shifting meaning of white anyways. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing is while I was watching it, I was like, I don't know. It probably would have been better if he was clearly like Chicano or something. And then I was like, well, I'll just, in my head he is anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of white Latinos. I'm not trying to say that's not the case. Anyhow, uh, we also got Stooge. He's a fat piggy man. He does not get his butt out. But the main, I get the main girl, the final girl, Whoops. Judy, who's like her butt's out right away. She gets her whole butt out, even sees a little bit of some flip flaps. Yeah, because it's like bend over to the mirror, like, oh yeah, let me see what it looks like from behind. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa, <Yeah. laughs> what the fuck? There's yeah. no reason to see your tits or ass in the scene, but there we are. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It's the, she's out. I'm just like, <laughs> show me the fat man's ass if we're gonna do this. Yeah, there's. Uh, there's context for why it takes place, but it's not important to the movie at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. She could still be undressing. We don't need to see it. You can yeah. just film. <laughs> it's also, not like slow zoom into the mirror. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah, it's it, very much it like, really, hey, here's a here's an ass for you to look at, guys. Yeah, it was really like softcore pornographic. <laughs> so we got a little fucking Jamie Lannister hiding in the closet, too. <laughs> yeah. And his bodacious boobies, sis. <laughs> yeah. That kid seems like an asshole. <laughs> Get him, Sal. Then there's uh, Joe, who's milquetoast white boy. Yeah, it doesn't fucking wear a costume on Halloween. She should have left him right there. Uh, Linnea Quigley's in it, of course, playing Suzanne. Uh, I bring her up. We'll talk about her more. We're going to talk about her and uh, the woman who plays Angela the most. Because they're the most interesting. 
Linnea Quigley was didn't want to try it, didn't want to audition for the film because she thought she was too old. She's like thirty at the time. Yeah, I mean you can tell she's older, but like, that's um, always happens in fucking yeah. well, teen she's movies. Older so. than most of the cast, and I bring it up because fucking Joe looks like dad, fucking news anchor. <laughs> he looks older shit too. He's the youngest member of the cast. Out these kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just gotta get my sports coat on, and then we're gonna go to the haunted house party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't like that guy. Did you get the white wine? Hmm? <laughs> I'm glad his eyes get popped. <laughs> And then he's got his friend Max, who's dressed as a nurse and barely... Ma- Max, Max, exposition machine? Yeah, he's just there to drop some history <laughs> about the house and stuff. I do like the concept that there's the running stream around the house, and that's, if you cross the stream, it protects you from the spirits within. I like all that old, like, old world spooky magic shit. That's all probably that's, not real. All that folksy magic? Yeah, it's interesting to hear. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Max is completely useless except for exposition. Unfortunately, uh, I can never remember his girlfriend's name. I, I don't remember it either. It's like Allison or something simple. She barely has any lines. Yeah, she's just in it to show her breasts. Like, yeah. yeah. Again, she's not the best actress. Once again. Sal's actually the best actor of the, the group, I think. If we're going to... I'm gonna uh, crown somebody. Sal does a great job, but it's Linnea quickly on. <laughs> <laughs> She's. The I like to think that her and Angela have like a series of scams they run, and they got. I'm just thinking they could make a whole series of movies about. It. <laughs> <laughs> like they just get out of being possessed, and like, all right, what? That's what Night of the Demons Two should. Be. <laughs> Them all like on like a murder road movie, like uh, Natural Born Killers. Oh uh, no, I was just thinking like they just do a, a bunch of weird, crazy uh, crimes, like uh, uh, criminals in like the forties. Like yeah, you know, like, uh, the the one in the convenience store. The, they obviously oh, have funny um, names for all their mm-hmm. their setups. Uh, and that one's got to be like the Full Moon Robbery or the Full Moon Bandit. Yeah, and Stooge shows up with his girlfriend. Who he fucking he hates. I mean, of course, like I don't, the thing, everyone, Joe kind of hates his girlfriend too. Well, everyone in this movie has that shitty, that shitty eighties attitude where like we're friends that don't like each other, pranks at other people's expense. Like his cars. So there's a part where Stooge, his um, tire pops are yeah. Really Roger and Stooge's girl girlfriend have a flat tire and he doesn't have a, a tire iron, so he can't get his tire off. The other group of friends pull up and they're like, ha fuck you, asshole. You <laughs> Need a hand? <laughs> and it's like, well, 
I'm in real life. You'd be like, "Hey, you guys good?" And they'd be like, "No, we don't have a timer." And you're like, "Oh, we'll see." I, you know, I feel like maybe you just are friends with the wrong people, Kyle. I don't know. It's just I sometimes I do get tired of that aspect of eighties movies where it's like it's the go go's eighties. Always hate their girlfriends and they call them a bitch and it's terrible. Like the misogyny is is very prevalent, and sometimes I do get exhausted from it. And then this shit too, where just social interactions between teens in films in the eighties are just like. Oh, fuck, no one is, there's no way anyone has ever lived that way. <laughs> and that's another thing, too, I was thinking about is um, all these movies where it's like, yeah, they're teens in high school, but uh, any if they ever get their like butt or their tits out, just assume they're 18. <laughs> these are older teens. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're in high school, but they're older seniors. <laughs> No problem, no problems. You know, that's fine. You can look at the butts. And then uh, the smartest guy in the movie, of course, is Stooge's friend. Question mark, question mark, question mark. The only black character dressed as a pirate. <laughs> Roger, who is <laughs> who is constantly ready to bounce. He just uh, figures it out real quick. He's like, nope. <laughs> He's like, what? Uh, nah, my dad is a preacher. I'm not fucking this shit. Bye. <laughs> but then, unfortunately, the gate doesn't exist anymore. So him and Stooge's girlfriends sack out in the car. Well, she well, just he, disappears. He disappears. He goes sleeping. Well, he's hanging out in the car. Something thuds onto the roof. Boom! Stooge's girlfriend murdered by demons. What's important is Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley. She plays Suzanne. Famously played trash in Return of the Living Dead. She's, wow. and she's the queen of the eighties, in my opinion. With Cindy Lauper and uh, Linnea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she had to come in to practice eye gouging for this film. She's like, oh, I just never popped any eyes. Before. You just push down. <laughs> That's the thing. You straight up just pop eyes. I don't. I've never really tried. I mean, you can. You can definitely push those by bad boys in real good. Yeah. I don't know if they pop like zits though. Yeah, it's, they are, they are, in movies like this, they always show them like popping in like blood. And, and it's not bloody. I mean, there's blood supplied to the eyeballs, but I don't imagine it'd be like bloody. I think it's more, more cream to it. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> what's what's inside an eye? Guts and black stuff. Well, there's that old movie, um, M, the first like murder film where the, there's a close up cutting a cow's eyeball, but it's in black and white, so you can't tell what color the goop is. There's got to be a video of some eyeballs getting cut that I need to check out, <laughs> see what's in there. Not me, I'll leave it to my imagination. Oh, she uh, also met her first husband on set of this film because you remember the scene where she pushes lipstick into her breast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a built-in fanny pack. Yeah, well, they had to do a gelatin mold. Of her upper body for that, obviously, mm-hmm. the effect. And she came in and was like, how about these cookies, sugar? <laughs> to the special effects guy. And he was like, nice. And so they started dating. <laughs> so that's cute, right? Yeah. That's a cute meat cute. That's a cute, a cute meat cute, as they say. That's like my style, meat cute. I like it. I was The reason I love Linnea Quigley, she appears in tons of great movies in the 80s and stuff. There's like this energy about her where she's like, yeah, I'll get my tits out. I don't care. <laughs> Here, look at my vagina. Which is like fun. It's fun to see <laughs> Linnea Quigley's like never been like... I mean, I will still say like, she may be owning the exploitation, but it's still exploitive. Well, yeah, it's still in there for no reason other right. than <laughs> for titillation or whatever. Oh! <laughs> I do like that she's just like, fuck it, you know, whatever. No problem. And then um, there's a scene in the convenience store where they're doing the scam. And she's bent over for a really long time. She's like, excuse me, boys, do you have sour balls? 
I, I gotta say, like her ass must be mesmerizing because everybody seems to want to stare at it. Like all the dudes at the party, or even the, even Joe who's a fucking fuckwad. Um, all the dudes are like, I'll fuck anything. Well, I mean, like oh, I'm here with my girlfriend, but I'll fuck anything. Sal's not a girlfriend, so he's he's in the free and clear, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like Max, like straight up. She bends over on the fire, and he, like, gets his face right up there. Yeah. He's like, it's like fucking shit. It, I don't get it. I don't... Well, yeah, Max... <laughs> seemingly, Max and his girlfriend have a normal relationship, right? You would think so. But it seems... Like, they... I don't know. The, the, I always... They seem the most normal out of right, the three couples represented. He's like, oh, I gotta warm these buns. And he's like, oh. oh. So you wouldn't do that shit in front of your girlfriend? God damn. No. I wouldn't do it if my girl wasn't around. That's another thing, like... In regards to no one ever actually fucking lived this way. <laughs> like kids aren't even in high school and shit. Kids aren't just running around having orgies and fucking whoever. There's still the social hierarchy and stuff. You know what I mean? I know. There's one. There's one in this movie. Sal wasn't invited. Yeah, I was also thinking Sal's like number two on the list of like smartest people in the movie. No, he, he definitely he is. He manages on. He's like this is fucking weird. I gotta go. <laughs> so. <laughs> think the message of the film is uh, listen to minorities. <laughs> uh, speaking of Angela, this is Amelia Kincaid. She's uh, famously also in the Stray Cats music video, Sexy and 17. Oh, sh- you know, Brian Seltzer. <laughs> oh, Brian Seltzer. Yeah, this Brian Seltzer was probably like 19 or 20 at that time. Yeah, that's like when the people get on Paul McCartney's shirt for that. Uh, she was just 17, if you know what I mean. I'm pretty sure he was like 19 when he wrote that song. No, Paul McCartney's a creep. Brian Seltzer's not. Paul McCartney's not a creep. Paul McCartney never wrote Rockabilly Head. <laughs> <laughs> Except for probably in the beginning. Yeah, I'm sure he actually did write Rockabilly type stuff, man. She's also uh, the niece of Rue McClanahan of Golden Girls fame. Yeah! Oh! She's a professional dancer, too. She choreographed her own dance. Yeah, you can tell she actually knew how to dance. Uh, she's like, yeah, I will use my body now. She's pretty cool. I like her a lot. She still goes and talks about the movie and shit all the time. Her and Linnea Quigley. That's why they're like, they're standouts. They're the stars. They're also both the demons. The de- Why? Well, they're all the demons by the end. Well, yeah. Stooge becomes a demon. The, the other one's more zombie-like. Well, Max and his girlfriend seem zombie-like. Stooge and Joe are demon-y. But, uh, you know, it's Suzanne and Angela. They get the party started. Angela wants to do a ritual. Chaos reigns. I'm like, yep, I'm feeling a vibe. This is the same thing with Ghoulies. Like, I'd just love to have a party and invite people over, like, for the ritual. (laughs) (laughs) It is another one of those parties, too, where it's like, for some reason, these teenagers decided to have a spread of food. (laughs) But, yeah, when they're stealing, when Angela's stealing shit from the convenience store, it's like... Is she taking toilet paper? She's, like, getting, like, kids' birthday parties Mm -hmm. stuff? Like, what's going on? You'd think you'd just be like, all right, ten bottles of alcohol. (laughs) Yeah. And bag of Doritos. (laughs) Chips for later, perhaps. But, like, I'd only steal shit for me. Like, you know... When you're drinking at a party or whatever, and you're like, oh, future me is going to really love these. Like, even when we were, like, older, in our 20s, we were renting a house and had a party. Like, the most food we had there was a bowl of chips. Yeah, like, fucking, I don't know anyone who's, like, serving shit at that kind of party. That just seems like such, like, a family affair. (laughs) Oh, where do we get the pinwheel sandwiches, Judy? (laughs) Oh, I just really need to have these pigs in a blanket along with my $10 vodka from a bo- plastic bottle. 
Yeah, what kind of lifestyle? Maybe this is actually another. Indication. Maybe we're maybe we're the wrong ones. I was thinking maybe this is another indication that we're actually poorer than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed like that shit happened to me like watching movies and TV shows and other stuff lately, or like listening to other people talk about their lives. I was like what? <laughs> you think that was real? <laughs> we're gonna fight. We're gonna do a bunch of comments. And this is like we had part. We had parties. We had sandwich trays. What do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? The crudité tray. The crudité. What are you talking about? You go to Fry's, the grocery store, and you steal two fucking fifths of Popeye. <laughs> yeah, you're stealing it, but you're still going to steal the cheap shit for some reason. <laughs> and well, then two things of concentrated orange juice, and then you put them both into a pitcher. Mm-hmm. That's it. Your party started. <laughs> Done. Actually, fuck the orange juice. <laughs> Back before I was 21... That, I was the, the hardest drinker before I was 21. Because it's just like, oh, you just got vodka? Oh, well, let's drink vodka. Oh, Canadian Mist whiskey? Ooh, Canadian Mist. You time travel on that shit, boy. Kroger brand. I brought I bought Kroger brand rum once, and it didn't taste like anything. Anyhow, when we first see Angela at the convenience store, you will notice she is wearing cross earrings. Did you notice? She's got yeah, big cross earrings. Later on, when she gets possessed, they flip upside down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so ritual is they're going to look in a mirror all together and concentrate, and then we'll see the future. I guess. Or the past. They're going to look in past lives. Oh, past, past lives. lives. Past lives, right. Um, it starts to work. The mirror turns black. They get interrupted a little bit. Everyone looks away. Stooge's girlfriend sees a cool her death demon puppet. Oh, yeah, that first. And then her death. It looks like a lobster demon. It was a little lobster demon. He does look like he would be on like Pee Wee's <laughs> Funhouse. Funhouse yeah. Oh, hey Pee Wee, it's me, the lobster demon. <laughs> it's a fun day today. This That's is fun, the man. evil dead shots where we see. Uh, yeah, the evil's coming. There's a demon in like a closet, and then we get demon POV flying through the house. And checking everyone out, and then Ramy Vision. She's got her uh, mouth open because lipstick, and he's like, "All right, you go into her mouth." Everyone kind of, you know, parties. They go back up to the party. Everyone kind of breaks off, right? Like, we're gonna go explore. But really, we're gonna bone. We're gonna rub fronts. We're gonna explore each other's bodies. All right, he's not lying. (laughs) The best line in the movie happens. Everyone breaks off. Linnea quickly makes out with Angela to also give her the demon spirit, right? Yeah. And then she goes off with Stooge and she says, I guess I'm into whatever tonight. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I, I guess I want pork tonight, then. <laughs> oh, no, she says, I'm into lots of things tonight. <laughs> yeah, because before she did say, oh, I guess I like pork tonight, talking about going out with Stooge instead of Sal. I also thought you were going to make fun of, uh, of Jay uh, trying to, like, coerce Judy and have sex with him. Oh, I mean... I heard you uh, had sex with Sal, you big slut, so why don't you whip it out and let me put it in, you big bitch? Yeah, that's like some standard 80s shit. Um, That's the people... That's some Brett Kavanaugh shit. Yeah, people complaining about there needs to be more representation in the film industry and stuff. They're fucking right. Like, watching all these 80s movies that you know are written by, like, dorky-ass dudes that... Basically incels, you know, a few degrees off of being incels. And watch them and the dialogue they write and the situations they present and stuff. It's like, man. Yeah, the right. dialogue in this movie is all over the fucking place. So, yeah, he's fucking right. We do need to hear some other people's voices because this guy doesn't know what's going on in real life. <laughs> I mean, people talk like this to the ladies. I, I guess that's an accurate representation. I guess, but I don't know. There's just something about it where it's like, fuck, someone would have written this differently. <laughs> yeah. 
You went yeah. on one date with him. I know you Yeah, did. I mean, like, her response is, like, she should just be like, fuck you. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. And then he, like, storms off and she's like, wait, wait, Jay. Yeah, she, she should be like, like, fuck, yeah, fuck that motherfucker. I'm gonna go fuck Sal. <laughs> He's nice. <laughs> yeah, Sal ends up being nice. <laughs> He's obviously, Sal's obviously, like, um, wrong side of the tracks, poor kid. <laughs> that's why so he grew up with morals <laughs> well i think that's well, yeah, well he's got that sense of entitlement that right being like upper middle class right or and the, like, well, i fucking lack of ethics or morals yeah yeah like he's entitled to um judy's like time and her body and well it's because he already gets where he wants right because his dad probably owns a dealership yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, he's, like, that kind of middle-class wealthy where you lord over the other, like, lower middle-class and poor people. But then, fucking... And then you worship the rich motherfuckers. The rich motherfuckers will fucking beat you to death in the streets and not give a fuck. No, they'll pay someone to beat you to death in the streets. Nah, Donald Trump, he said he'd personally shoot someone in the streets. He was like... Ping, I don't ping, think Donald ping, Trump can lift a fucking gun, that fat piece of shit. He only can lift a gun? I, I mean, maybe a very light one. Well, we got off. I'm sorry, I got off a weird track. Man, now. We were talking about, we were talking about uh, it was right after uh, Angela oh, got, got a kiss. Oh, yeah, and then um, it's just a morality play. So we have the original Judy, who's the one that survives. We don't know if she's a virgin. She could have given up to sell yeah, on that one. She is virginal. Oh, so she shares the traits of modesty. And that's what, she might have had sex with Sal, who cares? But the way it's presented in this film, though, is oh, of course she'll be the final girl. And then, though, shocking twist. Fucking Roger's a hero. <laughs> well, I he mean... He's trying to get out of there all the way. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Romero reference in here, so obviously they've seen Night of Living yeah. Dead. And they know the black dude's a hero. That's an interesting thing we should talk about about Night of Living Dead. Um, you know, they always... People involved in the production of Night of Living Dead at the time say that they... He just was cast because... he was the best. He was the yeah. best, right? But they had... When they cast him, they had to know, like, Oh, this is gonna I completely can't. change the movie. There's no way because at the end he gets shot. I have to feel like they. I think. I, I think we're. I think maybe they they didn't go into it like that. But then Romero's like, I got something for it. Yeah, I think there was more to it as soon as he was cast. Where they're like, oh. and that's the thing too. Romero's known for making his movie in the edit because his original intention with Dawn of the Dead wasn't for it to be a satire or criticism of consumerism. By the but law. he's like, oh, I got some shit but here. That's what happened in the edit because he shot so much shit and he's putting it together. He's like, oh, wait a minute. I think I, th- I think there was more going on in Night Living Dead than they they said. Maybe no one talked about it openly, but I, they had to be fucking aware. Like, I don't hey, know. we're about to do something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and in the spirit of that, yeah, the Night of Demons has uh, that too a bit as well. Where um, he's cowardly quite a bit. Yeah, though. I mean, he's like cowardly in the sense, like you know, reasonable. Cowardly, yeah. in my opinion. It's like he doesn't know Judy very well, anyways, and she's slowing him down. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't ever like leave her. You know what I mean? Whenever he's ran away, it's a, there's always been something preventing him from like coming to a rescue. And so, like, there's a part when Stude shows up, and but they're on like completely opposite sides of the yeah, wall. Yeah, he's and like barred out and stuff. Yeah, yeah so I don't. I'm gonna. I'll give Roger a break. He doesn't. He's not necessarily like the character you root for. It's kind of like um, like the gate, uh, more like they're pushed into it more mm-hmm. than. But that I mean that's. Yeah, but he doesn't Whatever. save her in the end because he's free, right? He gets climbs over the barbed wire fence. He's you, there's a second where you think he's gonna mm-hmm. leave her, but he he comes to a rescue. Comes back to heroically. Save her. The, the thing though about that rescue at the end is he wasn't able to pull her up before when she was barely in their clutches. Now they're she's like with the the demons got her. He's he's able to get her now. <laughs> he's got that adrenaline going. They got I that guess. adrenochrome. <laughs> 
I like that they have to climb up that uh, barbed wire. Length of barbed wire. I was thinking, like, fuck, would I be able to do that? And so, in situations like that, hell yeah, I could do it. Like, man, <laughs> fuck these hands. The other thing I was thinking is like, it takes two seconds to pull your shirt off, man. Just wrap your hands, idiots. Well, that said, uh, we didn't talk about the plot very much, but here's what happens: <laughs> they go to have a Halloween party in a haunted, a haunted demon house, and one of them they all get possessed. They get possessed and murders. There's eye gouging. Uh, lipstick goes into Linnea Quigley's nipple for some reason. I feel like they just want to show her breasts longer. Yeah. Uh, Max gets his arm lopped off by the lid of a coffin. Which <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but I like the way it was filmed. Where it was filmed from inside the coffin. You could see every time he slammed it, there would still be a bit of an opening. And then one final time he slams it, no more light coming in. And you know the arm came off. So that's pretty cool. And I guess that killed Max right there. <laughs> His girlfriend got her neck snapped while she was on top. Right. The thing that was like, you know, I guess he maybe just goes in the shock and passes out and yeah, bleeds to death. Yeah. Who else dies? Everybody but uh, Roger and... Yeah, which... Uh, I mean... Well, the demons don't die. Well, yeah, they kind of... I guess that's true. Joe well, gets his eyes pushed in. Well, he gets killed and becomes a demon. Yeah. The demons presumably are still... Living in the haunted house. <laughs> Whole house. Yeah. Hill house. Only on Halloween Hell night. Howl house. Howl house. Howl house. All these horror movies are haunted house movies. All I'm pretty sure it's a reference to the fact that there's Hull house and Hill house. And most recently, <laughs> Hill with a house Hell on house it. LLC, a very terrible found footage movie that people keep trying to recommend as a good Halloween movie. Right. Fucking wrong. Watch <laughs> Trick or Treat instead. <laughs> <laughs> I like when the um, demons get burnt, and then Angela, when she's got a burnt makeup on, she looks pretty cool. Oh, I'll, I'll fucking, the best death is Sal's when they fucking flip off the roof. Oh, and he gets impaled. I, I just think it's crazy that I mean, there's actually two stunt people that just did a double flip off the roof. <laughs> and I was reading about, uh, apparently they just ran, they landed in cardboard boxes. Yeah. I mean, like, if you can't afford... Okay, what is that? Packing peanuts on a crash pad yeah. or whatever. Or one of those airbags. May as well just fucking throw them in the boxes. It does break your fall. But, man, can you imagine, like, catching the corner of a box wrong now? Like, <laughs> you got a fucking wicked bruise <laughs> yeah, on you. like, <laughs> between your butt cheeks or <laughs> the back of your knee or your armpit or something. I'm picturing, like, somewhere in my, like, my ribs feel real bad. Oh, that would be worse. <laughs> one time I broke my ribs falling on um, a parking block. Well, I was drunk. <laughs> on New Year's Eve. <laughs> a New Year's then, Day. Um, I spent like <clears throat> a week or two mostly just laying in bed, taking painkillers, eating sandwiches, and trying to understand why people like Doctor Who. <laughs> and I was like, I still didn't get it. I was like, the doctor runs into a problem, and then what they do to solve it is he slaps the keyboard really hard and yells a random shit. <laughs> and then the problem solved. I don't know. I don't like Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. I'm, I guess it's not as popular as it was. All those nerds grew up. <laughs> no, they put a lady as a doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> you think everyone would have bailed out right away with them the start of the reboot when they had like a Scottishman. <laughs> Scotsman. David Tennant? Or, yeah. David Tennant. His last name's actually McDonald. I know. He's Isn't it MacDonald though? No, it's just McDonald's. Uh, he's a fucking he's a wimp. He's too afraid to. Oh, he's called him out once before. I think I was. Oh, uh, it's back. You, We're calling you out again, David Tennant. God damn it, David Tennant! You're not in the cult. You can never join the cult. They do survive the night by crossing the wall. Oh, they're over. <laughs> and that, my friends, 
It's folk magic. It's the end of Night of the Demons. And it's something you should keep in mind tomorrow on Halloween. Or tonight. On Samhain. Demons can't cross running water. Yeah, that's kind of also the part of the Headless Horseman myth, too. Yeah, he can't, he can't cross that bridge. <laughs> he also, does, though, in Sleepy Hollow, directed by Tim Burton. Oh! I'm just going to lay down a thick layer of ionized, or ionized salt. Oh, yeah, they also don't like salt um, smudging, right? You burn um, sage. You do that shit. You're like, yeah, you go. <laughs> you're going to spices. So be careful. And then I'm going to cook a turkey. You got to be careful about all the spookums. Or, in my case, I will be inviting them in to hang out. I want to hang out with the spirits of the dead. <laughs> Listen to War of the Worlds. <laughs> I need advice about this cult shit. <laughs> I'm going to try to get Charlie Manson over here. I don't know if I want to run that kind of cult. <laughs> I don't want to run his style of cult, but I want to uh, hear what his input is. Because <laughs> there's plenty of interviews with him where he's like, he's not directly saying what he did, but you can you get like, there you go. Where he's like, you threw your kids away. I told them what they wanted to hear. You told them they're too fat. I told them I loved them. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just took broken people and brought them into the fold. Chaos Which is what I would like to do, but probably not um, fuck up your lives. I don't know the culpability, in my opinion, that Char- Charlie Manson has. I don't know if he was actually brilliant enough to force people to do the things he did or if it was just conflagration of all the dummies that were together on drugs doing stupid shit. <laughs> Rest assured that will not be the fate of our cults. Our cult is about watching movies. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Careful of the spirits. Tell them I said what's up. Tell them about the cult. Additionally, tell the spirits to rate us five or more on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Donate on the Patreon. I don't know how much spirits or spooks or ghoulies have. Uh, in- <laughs> find a pirate ghost and ask for the balloon. <laughs> Where's he hide his treasures? <clears throat> what are we watching next week? We're out of spooky season. Yep. So happy Halloween. Unfortunately, the next time we speak to you, spooky season will be over and it will be now, I don't know, like turkey gravy season. Probably listen to bright eyes season. I always listen to bright eyes in the winter and get sad. So I'm wide awake this morning. Various hits from the entire discography of Brad. Oh, I feel like that's the one album I, I return to more. I don't really listen My to it. My Week's Morning? Yeah. Man, that's that mainstream. Sorry. Everyone's number one. Is there a reason why it's everyone's number one? Probably because it's the best album. <laughs> but actually, it's Digital Ash and Digital Dummies. <laughs> it's the double album, sort of. Well, they're released at the same time. They're completely different albums. And Digital Ash and Digital is better. So that said, we'll be returning to uh, regular nostalgia bait content. And we're watching Never Ending really Story. Oh, we're watching Never Ending Story. Uh, yeah. Woo! See, that's the nostalgia bait I was talking about. <laughs> I, I 100% do not believe this movie holds up. Um, I know it doesn't because I remember not liking it when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, you, I used to love it as a kid. I don't watch it all the time. I know. I watched it with you, but I'm like, when Falcor's not on the screen, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just, um, I only, the only reason I watched Star Wars when I was a kid is because of like the aliens and robot costumes and shit. Too. I, was, I didn't care about the plot. I fucking love Return of the Jedi. I love those little Ewoks. I got midgets in there. I mean, really, Return of the Jedi is still good. I don't care what it is. <clears throat> yeah, and the fucking ATSTs walking around in the forest looking goofy like Robocop. Hell yeah. I was into all the special effects. That's the reason I watched those movies when I was a kid. <laughs> 
Anyhow, it'll be never-ending story. This podcast will present never-ending story. Podcast that is about never-ending hope and virtue, belief in all things macabre, esoteric, partying hard. I don't know what I believe in. If you're gonna party, you gotta party hard. And you're good, UK. Whatever. Uh, join the cult at adventureproductions.com. The cult is the best. Um, better than all the rest. I don't know what you heard, but. We ain't fucking around. We, de- we-, we demon block out here. <laughs> That's right. In the mind of no one, form in sun, form in love, break the chain, hide within, innocence, not innocent, innocent, innocence, eat the beast, keep it.